Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the autopsy of uh, Ricardo's uh, wife who died of, I guess, tuberculosis or something. This is your most favorite Lost Watch slash Rewatch podcast where each and every week we dive onto the island, we dive into the past, to the present, the future, and whatever a flash sideways is, and we try to find out uh, what's going on. I'm Daniel. I'm Eric. And here we are, Eric. We're past the halfway point. There is less Lost Season 6 in front of us than there is behind us, which means that there is very little Lost left to go in general. We're going to be talking about Episode 9 here, Ab Eterno. I don't know how to pronounce that, so that's the best you're going to get from me. And it sounded the, right. Yeah, it sound, sounds legit. A And The Package, a Richard and Son slash Jin episode, respectively. So, uh... Episode nine, in terms of structure, is probably closest to like something like Flashes Before Your Eyes that we've had before, where we're starting with our folks on the beach, Jack and Alana and Hurley and Son and Richard and all of them. And Alana's like, Jacob told me that Ricardo would know what we're supposed to do next. And he's like, I don't fucking know. This is all bullshit. We're in hell. I'm heading out of here. And our Hurley is speaking in Spanish to somebody and Jack thinks it's Jacob, but he's like, don't worry about it, man. And so we got a flashback to find out what's been going on with Richard in the past. What brought him here? He did come on the Black Rock. But before that, uh, he meets just a whole bunch of dingleberries, to put it lightly. <laughs> uh, he, his wife is sick, so he rides miles into town in the rain and finds a doctor. And the doctor's like, pay me more. He's like, this is literally all I have. And he's like, well, then your wife's going to fucking die. And uh, they get in a little shoving match and uh, Richard accidentally kind of commits manslaughter as this guy hits his head and dies he uh tries to get back to his wife in time but she has died on his way back he gets arrested he meets a priest who and he's like can i have forgiveness and the priest is like no you fucking can't you little bitch you're going to hell and he's like so shit and uh, then some guys are like, hey, does this prisoner speak English? And it turns out that it's the, the folks of the Black Rock. And uh, Richard gets basically t taken as a slave. And the ship gets brought to the island. The smoke monster kills basically everybody except for Richard. Because uh, the man in black is trying to use Richard to kill Jacob. He gives him a... Uh, knife and is like stab this through Jacob's heart don't let him speak to you if he speaks to you it's already too late so uh, Richard uh, encounters Jacob who is uh, much more violent than we're accustomed to seeing him as Jacob kind of beats the shit out of Richard who's just having really no luck with anybody and uh, Jacob's like nah man that guy was full of shit uh, I basically contain evil here on this island and if he leaves that's like the whole, whole thing's gonna go kaboot and so he's Richard. He's like, I'll give you whatever you want if you stay here and help me because I don't want to get too involved. And Richard's like, I want to leave. He's, I want my wife back. And Jacob's like, Nah, man, can't do that. So he's like, Fine, I want to live forever, whatever. And so that's why he uh, looks the same through all this time. So that's, so Richard. We end this episode with a uh, Richard going back to where he uh, years ago buried his wife's necklace, which was a little cross. And uh, Hurley tells R Richard that he's been talking to his wife, and they have a little conversation with Hurley as a proxy and he's like uh, she says you have to stop the man in black from leaving otherwise we're all going to hell 
So then we get to our Sun and Jin episode. Uh, flash sideways. Uh, Jin gets released from customs custody, but he doesn't get the money. Turns out he and Sun are not married, but they are still together. In this one, it looks like Sun does not speak English. They uh, have a romantic night together, and then that gets interrupted by our favorite boy, Kevin Durand, a.k.a. Kimley. <laughs> who is like, hey, uh, you're supposed to give me a whole bunch of money. And Jen's like, I don't have it. Son's like, it's fine. I'll just go get some money from the secret account I have. And she, Mikhail's here. He doesn't have one eye and is alive. But it turns out that Son's dad uh, closed her account. Jen gets tied up in the freezer. Uh, Saeed kills Kimli and all them. It turns out that Kimli's actually supposed to kill Jen because uh, Son's dad knows that he and Sun are involved, and uh, it just kind of ends with Sun having been shot, and Jenna is trying to take her to get medical treatment, and she reveals that she's pregnant. On the island, Jin gets kidnapped by Charles Whitmore. Sun gets a knocked out while running away from John Locke and forgets how to speak English, and uh, turns out Desmond's been brought to the island. I, I, I bridged a little bit there at the end, Eric, because I was going a little bit long, but what did you think of this pair? Um, I think that uh, our first episode, Abaterno, is uh, very, very good. Um, I think that it's one of the better episodes, not only of this season, but probably of the entire show. And I think that the package is fine. <laughs> um, I don't particularly love the, um, the Flash Sideways story. I think that there's some stuff that works, but quite a bit that is uh, just kind of meh. Um, I think it's the differences are interesting. I think seeing Kimi and Mikhail are fun again, but I don't know. Um, I think that the on island stuff is okay. I think it's uh, it, it feels like a this feels like a bit of a filler episode before we get to like more eventful stuff. I think overall that's a pretty fair assessment. I, episode nine is pretty start to finish, pretty pretty great, like not completely blow your mind. Great, I think like some of the. Tr- really incredible episodes but i think it's a very pretty top tier lost uh episode 10 i think it's not the worst episode we have i would put it of kind of like slightly upper middle tier of the season so far but yeah there's it both the on island stuff and the off island stuff it feels like we kind of cut out just as things are about to get interesting and it doesn't really feel like there's a climax in any story if that makes sense in episode 10 yeah yeah, and I think it's because we already know that, like, Jin is going to, like, survive and that he's going to be found by Saeed in that, like, cabinet or the uh, cupboard or whatever. I think that, like, I think that the differences, right, that we've been encountering in these stories are interesting, um, but I don't know if they're particularly engaging. Like, you know, the fact that the $25,000 that Jin was bringing to the U.S. was, like, to pay the person that was going to kill him is pretty interesting. Uh, like, again, interesting. Is it super compelling? I don't know. Um, because I don't know if it's revealing a lot of, like, new character development for us. And, like, the fact that we're still not having Jin and Sun together on in the main storyline is a little frustrating i guess uh based on where we are narratively again because it feels like we should be there already um i think that like the saeed kind of going full darko mode (laughs) near the end of the episode as he's like uh in the in the water staring at a desmond who is the titular package i think is interesting again but 
I just feel like there's a lack of like I think the lack of a climax is also mixed with the fact that there's not a lot of um, clarity on what's happening with those components. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done too much complaining about there being questions but not answers for most of this podcast. I think with justification overall, but episode ten felt like not even the most compelling questions. Just like, oh, there's gonna be something here, but like I said son's story on slash off the island doesn't really peak Jin's story on off the island doesn't really peak right we, we don't know what's going on with desmond it's like it's like i'm not shocked like oh god it's him because i was expecting him to show up anyway we haven't seen this guy in a long time he hasn't been the big part of the show for a couple seasons now so i'm like well that wasn't terribly surprising and the little flashes we do get aren't just as interesting as they could be. But let's talk about episode nine, because that's more fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess what stuck out to you from episode nine? Like, what, what components were your favorite? I think my favorite part of the episode is kind of the end where Richard's digging up the necklace and then Hurley comes out and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? And he's like, your wife sent me. And it's just like, it just felt like such a very satisfying payoff to the whole Hurley talking to ghosts story that like I know it's not probably not the payoff payoff but it was such a like oh how did I not see this coming because it's so obvious in hindsight but that just makes it so kind of delightful and then the whole scene between the technically three of them the two alive and one ghost I think feel like is all really good and I like that with kind of that ending scene and I guess we get a little bit more of this in episode 10 we kind of have like now really kind of like set stakes of okay we need to not let the man in black leave like we've known that right. he's been up to no good but that's what we need to do we need to not let him leave or bad shit's gonna happen and then in episode 10 we find out that for him to leave all of the other candidates have to leave too so that's like okay so now we at least kind of know a little more definitively what each side wants to accomplish to some extent i feel like a lot of jacob's motivation is might still be a little bit uh, withheld but I just thought overall that was a very, very great ending to an episode. Yeah, I think that episode nine is so coherent as a whole. And I think that outside of like a, there's like a couple small um, lore questions that pop up that um, I think are minor issues in the grand scheme of things. One of them that sticks out to me the most, um, again, because there are so many things that I, I can compliment about it. But one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, the man in black takes the form of uh, Richard's wife, which by all accounts, doesn't it, ha maybe I'm just totally spacing on respective things, but like, is that the first time that we've seen the man in black take a form of someone that like hasn't died or been on the island? Uh, Ben's mom. Oh shit, you're right. Okay, then never mind. Okay. I guess, okay, that, that was like something that arose when I saw that where I was just like, does this make sense? And I'm like, whatever, everything else kind is so... Kind of technically Jack's dad, although I mean like his body ends up his, there. So. That's kind of why why I, I negated that because it was like technically his body are, like was on the island. So anyway, no, but I think everything within this episode, the Jacob and Man in Black stuff is really compelling. I think that we get a lot of... Again, this is maybe why episode 10 is um, such a lackluster episode in comparison especially putting these two up against each other because episode nine like both develops character really effectively but also gives us a good amount of lore that like 
we could have gotten that in episode 10 and instead there's just not a ton of character development and not a ton of uh lore being built but the richard narrative i think is really compelling i think like the the cohesiveness of tying together the significance of the black rock and the significance of you know mentioning it being a slave ship and all of these respective things that could have had a lack of tangible connection to the story actually has been deepened and it makes a lot of narrative sense so i mean i think that yeah richard's story is really compelling and i think that it's structured also it's a little bit longer than all the other episodes right i think it's like 48 minutes as opposed to 42 so like maybe that helps i don't know um yeah what else stuck out to you um i i guess i'll just air my like kind of final grievances about episode 10 which is kind of the fact that this doesn't work is really kind of the culmination of the fact that I would say mostly Sun's storyline for most of the last two seasons hasn't been just great in that she really hasn't been given a lot to do. She hasn't been given much in terms of agency. Right. Basically, since she like, basically since her motivation stopped being, I want to kill Ben, yep. she, all she's wanted to do is get back with Jin, but she hasn't really done anything to do that. She's kind of just putzing around and even in this she doesn't really take any actions to get closer to that so it's kind of just like uh like Jin's story is like marginally better like his time as part of you know the dharma initiative and i guess the stuff with him you know getting captured by claire and now kind of being a quasi prisoner of the man in black and now charles whitmore is marginally more interesting but not a whole lot so it's just kind of a lot of multiple missteps along the way have led to this not being a great episode, which is a shame because again, we love Sun and Jin so much. And this since season five overall, they haven't gotten to do as much great stuff as we would like. Yeah, no, you put that together really well. I mean, I was trying to think of what it was that um, I was struggling with for them because it isn't just about the fact that it's Sun, you know, trying to be reunited with Jin. It's that overall her, like she was kind of like, not forced to go on the plane but like it was like okay well i need to find Jin, and then ever since then she's been a afterthought for so many other characters as well and like i think that there's something interesting that is that comes up with that in this episode where i think like i can't remember exactly how it happens but sun does kind of get upset with respective people and how they're talking about they're talking kind of flippantly about getting off the island versus like just blowing up the plane and all this respective stuff and i like I want to see more fire in Sun. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see much more of that, like, tenaciousness that we've seen from her. And I think that, like, a lot of that's been lacking because of the fact that she's been on, like, the side of these respective stories. So let's hope we get more of it. Let us hope. Well, should we go to the the Mr. Segment section segment? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mind. Yeah, let's go to the Mr. Segment section segment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, what should we start off with? <laughs> uh, let's start with your conspiracy corner. I need to bring up this document. Actually, this this I need to dust this document off because it's been it's been a little bit since we've recorded. It has been, unfortunately. Life has gotten in the way. Yeah. Um, so, what is your conspiracy? I, I've kind of alluded to this at times. I guess I'm going to just make it kind of an official statement now that I think, despite Jacob's way that he has phrased things in his promises i don't think he's a good force you don't think jacob is a good force yeah i don't think he's the kind of like benevolent godlike figure we've been shown 
or that it's been very strongly implied that he is. I'm not saying that I think he's evil. I just think I think there's maybe more shades of gray to him in the man in black than there are. Okay. Um, I like this. I like this uh, turn for you in terms of. As we've seen, I've maybe not been batting a thousand when it comes to conspiracies about Jacob. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I like this one because I I agree with you rewatching this that there there are a lot of contextual clues that complicate. That, that's also another reason that episode nine is so fucking good uh, is because of again I'm a sucker for mirroring because I think mirroring is one of the most effective like storytelling techniques in television and like the mirroring of how the man in black talks to Richard versus how the man in black has talked to other people in present time and how Jacob talks to Richard versus how Jacob has talked to people another time. It feels like they both manipulate people. Like it mm-hmm. very much feels like they're doing similar things. And the fact and that, that the man in black's verbiage is almost verbatim what Dojin says to Saeed. I exactly. really enjoyed <laughs> Yes, exactly. So I think like there are so many interesting things that there. That's why it's like give me, give us more of that shit. Like give us more of Jacob and the Man in Black. And like it's not uh, a shocker to say that we will get much, like a good amount more of those respective characters in these last like eight episodes or whatever we have. But I I think that that's why that works so well. And I agree with you. I think like there are components there. Again, I actually don't fully remember where that storyline is going to conclude but it's pretty tangible narratively like they're drawing interesting connections and parallels there that i think are fun yeah um where to next should we go to somehow palpatine has returned we should which just for the record because when we're recording this a whole lot of people have been posting about the rise of skywalker because it's been about a what would have been now three years since it came out just in hindsight somehow palpatine has returned might not even be the worst line in that fucking movie so i just wanted to air that out for posterity (laughs) Uh, so what do you what do you got for us uh i don't really have a whole lot this time uh break your heart still the number one song in america until that gets replaced by rude boy by rihanna Okay. And the uh, only big thing that I have is a probably, this is very sad to say, probably the last big piece of legislature that's been signed in the United States, which is uh, Obama signed the Affordable Care Act. Jesus. Yeah. Um, wow. That was a long time ago, bud. Yeah, damn. it was. Goddamn. Uh, a, a very flawed piece of legislation that did make a lot of people's lives better, but uh, American healthcare is such a Byzantine literal nightmare that you can't improve it without breaking something else. Yeah, also, this is a good a good time. I, I don't get to say this this much, but fuck Joe Lieberman. Joe Lieberman <laughs> can suck my balls. God, <laughs> he is the sole reason that we did not get any remote sense of universal healthcare, but that's fine. I'm fine. It's every, It's okay. <laughs> say one man can't change the world (laughs) (laughs) but it turns out he can for for the worse it's it's most of the Uh, time for the worst most of the time for the worst uh it takes it takes a village to make things sort of passable but only one guy (laughs) to completely fuck everything up (laughs) just because he likes the power it's great um all right what what should we do next daniel 
God damn, Eric, it's been so long since we recorded. I feel like I've lost most of our segments. Should we do um, winners and losers? Yeah, let's do winners and losers. I feel like sometimes we do skip winners and losers. There's a chance we have at least once or twice. But, um, man, uh, losers. I feel like Jin and Sun kind of are losers in both in like both their flash sideways and their like island storyline. I would agree with that. Yeah kind of which is odd usually when you're getting like those types of stories one of them is maybe not as like good but then the other one is positive no both of them are kind of <laughs> sad um so d- d- despite him being a put through the absolute motherfucking ringer i would say at the end richard ends up a winner because he gets to talk to his wife again with hurley as a conduit which is yeah. just a very lovely moment yeah our good our good boy nestor nestor uh has has some has some good moments um in terms of anybody else i don't know if we really have any other like tangible winners i mean maybe maybe desmond's a loser because he's being dragged onto the island again like back to the one place he never wanted to go again (laughs) yeah that's that part sucks i feel bad for desmond but i'm excited that we get more of him um i know um well, let's see. What other segments? I think we kind of we dug the Muppets one into the ground. I think I don't know if there was really any much more that we could do with it, unless something has inspired you. Yeah, I got no more Muppets for now. Should we just should we wrap it up? I think we should. A bit of a shorter episode, but we're gonna get back in the groove of things because we need to as we're approaching the end. Yeah, well, a bit of a shorter episode, but we'll get there as we as we rapidly reach the end here, and I. I, I will put it out there, Eric, that of I, as we've seen, I've known very few spoilers of Lost going in. The one thing that I think I know about the ending is that they have not been dead the whole time, but that they end up all being dead at some point. So I don't know if that's true <laughs> or not. But... Well, Daniel, don't, so uh, one of the, one thing that I do I do like about what the final season does um, in a kind of trolly way is that they explore narratives that they're very much interested in while at the same time acknowledging batshit like fan theories that also might have some truth of like where richard is just like fuck it we're all in hell and it's like that was like the third time that that has been proposed on the show i think (laughs) right but like yeah again like it's it's the fact that that one keeps coming up and like i think that might be why people are like oh let's take that as fate at face value and like maybe they are actually in hell and maybe they all are dead um which is just a really weird form of hell that you just keep coming back to the island, I guess. <laughs> is that, that what keeps happening? I don't... It's, a, it's, a, it's an updated version of the myth of Syphysis. You, yeah. you get off the island, then you have to come back, then you have to get off again yeah. until, until the end of time. Oh yeah, and also fun. we get a little fun lore dump of finding out that the Black Rock is the thing that took out our, our big, our big oh, uh, yeah. four-toed I statue. Oh yeah, I about that. Yeah. Um... All right, Daniel. Should we, should we hit the hit the hay? We should. This has been the autopsy of, um, I mean, I guess a uh, coral because he was also put in the, in the the, oh. the Clockwork Orange place. Yeah. Anyway, this is your most favorite <laughs> Lost Watch slash Rewatch podcast. We'll try to get a little deeper next time. Until then, goodbye, y'all. Bye. Bye.